0: <laughs> All right. Good to see you guys. All right, we are live. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday Night Weekly Show. It's great to have everyone on board. Um well, Yeah, we're just talking a little bit about the game off air. I'm sure we'll get stuck into it shortly. But before we do, JC, we've had someone on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. I'll bring it up on my phone. Firstly, how are you, lads? I'll, I'll pad yeah, a little bit. How, everyone's going well? Yes,
1: uh, you know, um tough day with uh, the... Tough, tough day with a mate of mine uh, taking his own life. Uh, but Richmond won um, and uh, everything on my my end of my family has been well. So I hope same with uh, you guys. Sorry to, yeah, hear sorry to
2: hear that, Justin, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. All good. All good. Um,
0: Let's get so on to one, the footy. One, one of our listeners, Andrew Mock, tweeted uh, when I put the episode out there that he was warming up by watching some of the 1995 semifinal and a familiar face popped up on the screen. What did you remember about that game? What are your memories of that semi-final? Just before we get stuck into the the up-to-date stuff.
1: Yeah, um, that um, we're being outplayed um, and Essendon put a fair break on us. Um, But just before half-time, about half a dozen of the Essendon players, uh, they were having a shot for goal and about three of their midfield and three of their backmen... Laid, were, were sitting on the ground stretching their hamstrings out and Benny Gale noticed it. And he was running around yelling, they're fucked, they're fucked, have a look. You know, they're cramping up, they're fucked. And we got a little bit out of that, right? And then um, uh, history says that, you know, Swooper and and uh, Kevin Morris threw the magnets around, put Nick Daffy into the centre, um, put um, uh, Scotty Turner forward um, and... Uh, you know, we just exploded after that, but with the confidence of knowing that uh, they were fatigued from the game for the previous round. Was Is that after when
0: was picking out Gary O'Donnell's teeth from his side or mm, yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> his <laughs> soul his soul still exists in the southern stand there. <laughs> it still the...
3: warms my heart,
1: Chase. It still it still warms my heart. <laughs> oh,
3: was
2: that was beautiful. that, that thing, was beautiful. Was that the game that I think it's Ryan did that. Fantastic long sprint down chase down on an Essendon player and um, created a turnover. Um, and that's actually sparked a run in the second half. If my memory serves me right, I think it's Ryan, it was one of the it was one of the bit pluck Ryan, yeah, Damien, yeah, yeah, yeah Damian, he did Damian it like Ryan. an amazing sprint down. Um,
1: what I, what I do remember that sparked us was Nick Daffy going into the center, and he had about you know five or six center clearances. Um, and really got the ball going our way. It was a it was an inspired move. Kevin Morris did that, by the way. Um, and uh, it was a an inspired move. And moving Scotty Turner forward, um, just you know, big strong body forward, and you know, banging bodies and contesting in the air. Um, it was a it was it was really good. But make no mistake, our our fitness levels ran over the top of them, and they were fatigued from the week before. I think they travelled to WA or something.
3: Oh, okay. And, and the big the big mm. shout that I've got is, if I recall, Jack Nance went ballistic running up and down one of the uh, stands, if I'm recalling, Jack. You can probably confirm that. <laughs> if you, uh, went ballistic and started running up and down the stairs of the MCG
1: and just uh, let a few Essendon supporters know on the way.
0: I'm sure there's a lot of that happening.
1: I, I've, <laughs> got, I've got to say, what was great is that I fucking hate Essendon. And so that is, that's just, it's just beautiful. Every time we beat them, it's just, I don't care where they are on the ladder, I just love beating them because I fucking hate them. They're just the worst.
0: Yeah. I think you're probably on the weird. money there, Tiger, You just said that uh, he's heard a story that Gary O'Donnell still harbors a grudge and gets angry about it. I think he's sort of <laughs> that is to be accurate. Um, and no, and but- Chirio, Gary, Gary, if you're listening, get a yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, we've even R- got a Collingwood supporter listening tonight, Morgan. Actually, how are you, Morgan? Good to have you oh, on board. Rooks.
3: Hello, darling.
0: Um, no, before we get be into stuck it. into it. Before we get into it, everyone who is listening and watching, we would love you to share uh, the stream for whatever platform you're watching on. Give it a like or a love, any kind of emote. We want to try and crack 200 live listeners tonight. We usually average about 115, 120. We want to really ramp it up there. So any shares, tag your Tiger friends, uh, share it on whatever platform you're on. Let's try and really ramp this one right up tonight. CB?
3: Actually, before we get into the um, game, let's welcome to the the, uh, club, Matt Parker. Who I think is a fantastic, astute yes. get that no yes. one saw coming, and um, I'm really, really happy to have him at the club. I think he's got a lot of talent, and he's going to bring something to that playing list.
2: Thoughts? Well, what he does, he uh, I was I was dead set. Everyone was thinking we're going to go for a big, strong body mid, but looking at uh, Matt's, that was been playing. I think it was South Free, Fremantle. Is that the one he's playing? The club is playing it, or Fremantle, wherever it is. Yep. He's been playing mid wing, so basically that position of the ground has been having a stellar season. Like he's, I think he's averaging over twenty plus possessions. Um, he leads that side for goal assists. Um, he's a beautiful mark. He's a winger. That's what I see from him. He's a. I reckon he'll get in the side playing forward of center, but more of an offensive wingman. Um, let's say, for example, if I was Caddy, I'd be nervous. Um, having him on the opposite side, he's got a lot of toe. That's if he want to change it up and play picket more as a pure mid instead of playing in this hybrid just fill out whatever spot we need you win. Um, no, very astute
0: pickup. I like it. I remember seeing him when he played for St Kilda and he always had that bit of mungle and hard edge to him and he's very offensive. The one thing I like about him from his highlights is he's trying to move the ball on quickly at all costs, which I think we desperately need when going inside 50 to give our big guys a chance one-on-one. So uh, I like it. He loves the tackle. He's quick, uh, knows where the goals are, and I think he'll slot right in. So, and, and to be fair to St Kilda supporters as well, they've all had nothing but nice things to say about him, uh, and they sort of basically said it, it was kind of a, a victim of circumstance with the cap size coming down, the list size coming down, and his contract running out at the same time. So a lot of things didn't marry up for him, which kind of led him on the outer. Um, but welcome to Tigerland.
1: Look, it's interesting Um you know, you bring a player, you, you bring a player with experience into a club like Richmond in its current evolution, and you can find an extra gear. You know, um, look, he's got the physical attributes. Um, it, it is an astute pick. Um, would the question is, would we pick him if we were in a different evolution? Probably not. But I think you know he'll he'll complement us you know going forward should he get an opportunity um and you know uh i think he does bring that that rangy wiry toughness um and move the ball quickly as you said chris um I, i'm i'm excited for his for his uh, yeah. debut if he if he makes it
3: very
0: much and so now uh, he's a
1: hard
3: bastard that's
0: oh, I like. Gotta yeah. love that Richmond man. That. that is a criteria yeah. you must stick these days so all the boxes clearly he does, yeah. Clearly, he does because,
1: um, yeah, I think that's one thing our selectors and our recruiters do really, really well, and that's the first box you know, you've got to have those, um, you've got to have the attitude first and foremost. So, yeah, that's great. So, I keep liking the Richmond journey,
0: yeah. I was going to put it up because you, yeah, you can keep drinking it out with him, uh, another time. <laughs> but, um, we're up to 125 live viewers. Thank you for sharing and liking everyone. Keep spreading the word. We want to try and crack 200 tonight. So, CB, let's get stuck into this.
3: Let's get into the sexy stuff. So, apparently, there was a game of football on Saturday night. The And, and actually, you know what? Credit to Western Australia. Fantastic venue. Fantastic that the public supported it. It was a magnificent um, effort all ran by the Western Australian government, the Western Australian public, to support it and to all the supporters who turned up and it was the, a, a monster viewing game too. A lot of people watched it. So very successful and thank you to WA for supporting a great game and great initiative. So straight, up, yeah, straight yeah. off for that. Um, but uh, the the rampaging, searing, pressure-based Essendon <laughs> played the Richmond Tigers and unfortunately for them, they came up a little short, 12-12-84 to 19 9 123, a great win of 39 points to the Richmond Football Club. Uh, A kid called Bolton, I think he's going to be a star of the future, kicked three. Uh, George Costanza kicked a lazy three, Martin three, CCJ two, Graham two, Jack two, Bolter, Caddy, my boy Camden and Sausage Rioli one each. Um, I'll get into it quickly with my liked, learnt and disliked. I liked Nick Vlosten's um, game. I find mm. that Nick is getting back to form. Getting back, and I particularly liked back. his commentary towards the Essendon player in the second quarter that defended a lot of women and uh, <laughs> <laughs> children. Apparently, if you go by the feedback on social media, I learnt that the ball. You stupid! <laughs> <laughs> I learnt that maybe a chole is far better on the ball than as a forward, and Edwards is our barometer. And I disliked Marlon in the ruck again. Really got exploited and cost us two or three goals as the opposition ruck pushed forward. So no more of that, please. That's my three takes.
0: Tiggs,
2: yeah. First, g'day, Bobby. See you there, mate. Yeah, I like beating Essendon too. No, but what a, what a, what a great game. Like, did you I know what CB said? You know, the WA um, community really supported it. That was fantastic. I have to say, it's a beautiful stadium, but looking at it on TV, again, I'm not there live, it's got to be one of the worst fucking grounds I've ever seen, like the actual playing surface. Players were slipping, falling over. I can see why Frio and West Coast have all these. Apparently, it's on a concrete bed from the bit of reading I did today, and they've laid sand and then the grass and all that sort of stuff on top of it. Um, They've got to fix it. If it's going to get a lot more traction, a lot more games getting played through multiple sides, they've got to um, – they've just got to stop spraying whatever. Apparently in the media they were saying they spray some anti-Jew and that's what causes people to people to slip. I'm surprised no one did a knee. But with that negative aside, um, it was just a great game. We Look, we for all four quarters, we – I'm really worried about our lapses and, yeah, they jumped us in the fourth quarter, but really – if you look at the look at the game as an entirety, we led in the first quarter by nineteen. Then we brought, I think we brought it out. On, I actually got it written here somewhere, twenty um, to twenty, and then we increased it to twenty-two. Um, they had a bit of a spurt in the fourth quarter, and then we just went smash. Um, so yeah, not really pleased with it. I have to highlight Broad for my player of the game. He, I just love him. He's having a great.
1: He's having a great season.
2: Yeah, but he stabilised the back. I still think Grimes is still adjusting to being away from his family and his business. He's playing well, but he, he, I, I, he's just not the Grimes that I'm used to saying that's 100% all in all the time. He, um, and that's no, no slot on Grimes, but Broad has picked up that slack and he's some of his defensive last line um, efforts were just brilliant, were just absolutely amazing. So kudos to him. Uh, what I liked, I loved... Hearing the commentators raving on about Essendon, like literally foaming at the mouth, raving on, getting into a frenzy in the first 10 minutes, and just listening to them realize like it was an absolute pause, and then it was like someone just smashed one of their one of their cars before they realized, oh my god, and then they had to force to give credit to Richmond towards the end of the commentary. That was I like that. That for me, I enjoyed it. What I learned, and it's something I've been sprouting. If anyone talks to me, I've always said it, and all the naysayers. If you read our game day thread, it was a fucking disgrace. The first three quarters, an absolute. I love them all. But it was a fucking disgrace. Um, we're done. We're dusted. We're shit. We're slow. We've lost it. You've even had one knob saying, "Yeah, they don't play for Hardwick anymore." And what people got to realise <laughs> is, yeah, you got to realise this one point. This is what I've learned, and hopefully, you guys learn. Richmond, these players are so veteran and so seasoned to finals and big games. When that crowd got into it, when Essendon picked up, that that clicked finals mode for them. I, I, I fully believe that. When they heard the crowd and going ape shit, that's when they're going, oh, Jesus, okay, we've got to pull it out. And no side can go with us. If we get in that mental zone, that was the most purest, rawest football, overwhelming football in a team that's in form with momentum. Like that's in kin, were with momentum. And in majorly good form, we just killed it within a second, just said, nut, nah. And then we just started just chaining goals ourselves. So, yeah, no one can, I'm really bullish about us come finals. And um, what I disliked, I don't really want to go in too much because um, I don't want to get my Tiger Den ruined. But I sort of said my dis- dislike in the beginning was the ground surface. Um, just for player wealthy and the slipping and sliding, it was a concern, particularly early.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Old calls there, JC.
1: Yeah, I, I, nice input there, boys. I, I, I agree with all of that. Um, my like, I, this was this was a real danger game. Um, and as much as we like to pile shit on Essendon, uh, they were, you know, they're in pretty good form, playing some pretty good footy. Um, to beat West Coast uh, the way they beat them, away from home, um, you know, that was, you know, they're in good form and... and uh when you've got momentum like that, it's always a danger game. Coming in with Nank uh injured, that was I was really concerned about that. Um but once again the team has showed that uh when players go down, it's an opportunity for others. And and I mean, I can't think of a time where you know a player has or players have you know fucked their opportunity up. And we, we saw Chole, this is my like, I really loved Marby or Chol's game, it was his best game for mine since he's joined the club. Um, and uh, I don't think he fatigued. I think that because uh, we saw uh, towards the end of the game, um, I was actually a bit concerned why we didn't have him in the ruck. We had Marby or Chol, uh We had um, Pickett in the ruck earlier. Then we went to CJ. And I think because they wanted to finish with uh, Chole in the ruck. But he was still jumping, really. I, think he, I thought he was decisive in the end, uh, jumping right over the top. I thought what he got away from is... Uh, he was reading the ball and dropping in and taking those marks, and I think his player was taking him away from that spot. So he was manning up instead of going to the ball, which I, I think is fair enough. But I think he'll, as he gets more experience in that role, he'll he'll learn to read it. Um, and that's actually one thing that I didn't like about his game uh, is that when he dropped back to help out, he didn't get involved in the air. Like if you, if you if you take the time and effort to get back behind the ball, you can't just let a ball get kicked in the air and you not be part of the aerial contest. He's just got to come over the top and, you know, just punch the ball to the boundary line. Um, but that that was a fantastic game by Chole. I thought he was decisive in the ruck. Um, what I learned is that um, AFL footy is really hard, guys. AFL footy is really hard. Every week you're getting scrutinised. Richmond is the most scrutinised team in the AFL. And you can't go balls to the wall every single game, every single contest. You've got to pick your mark. And I think you're right, Tiggy. I think, you know, when the crowd did get involved, there's no better team that goes with the energy. Um, our best is the best in the league, make no mistake. We can still win it. But it doesn't matter. I, I think forget where we finish in the eight. I think, uh, you know, when we turn after the bye, I think you'll start seeing us really come together. Um, it is a seasoned team. It's a veteran team. They understand how to go about it. Um, you know, we can still win this and everybody knows it. Everybody knows. It. Everyone's on notice. That was a fantastic win. That yeah.
0: no, was very Could good. I just, say
3: too, just, just, just back on Tick's point with, our, uh, with the production team, can you imagine how many hours those commentators would have been putting to the work into their tip and woody, tip and woody, tip and woody? Tip and woody only for him to not get a touch for the first three quarters. They must have been so deflated. Their whole production meeting <laughs> must have been screwed for how much he didn't uh, impact the game. Just want to put that. out.
0: Yeah, he incredible. got hurt. Well, he was, yeah, yeah, he had a bit of cork fire. He hurt himself. So.
1: Yeah.
0: And look, to be fair, and the Richmond journey put this up before, that Essendon did lose a couple of plays during the game, which doesn't help, but every team has to deal with it at some stage, um, you know, along the way, and... They just spent all, all their tickets and now um, <laughs> he's got the tissues there. <laughs> um, but I learned, and similar touching on what you said, Jason, I learned that our best is still very, very good and arguably the best in mm. the comp. When we flicked that switch, even in the first quarter, we were pretty good. Um, but that last 10, 15 minutes was just something else. Liked, I liked Charles' game. Uh, th- that first quarter was the best football he's played for us, uh, full stop. And mm. his, his intercept marking was good. For that, I just want to see him do it more consistently. But I disliked our lapses in the middle of the game that got Essendon back in it. So I know momentum swings, you know, during games, and you can't stay up for the whole four quarters. But I, we just need to try and bridge that gap a little bit because if we do that against the better sides, that that gap could get blown out and it might be too hard to reel back in. But it's just really nice to see us building. So getting a bit more settled with the players, we've all got uh, get coming back. Um, Presti going down was no good, but. There's, there's a part of me that thinks that the Prestia one was a player management thing and to get Rioli on the ground. Thoughts on that?
3: Oh, I hope it's true. I hope he plays this week <laughs> just to watch I don't think the this week, <laughs> I,
0: I reckon he was scheduled to always miss this week when it was a bye. Yeah. Um, and I think they're a bit concerned about playing him too much on the comeback from the injury. I was listening to it. in I don't think the he'll play. He, he, he
1: won't play. Oh, sorry. I
0: was saying
3: this uh, I was listening to an interview with Peter Sumich, and I was talking about the high the high instances of hamstring injuries on that ground because of the hardness. and even he said like it is such a hard surface. So if you've got a player like Dion he's got us through one game, you wouldn't risk him for game two in That's a row on it. that surface. There's no way. Yeah.
2: Um just two guys, I apologize. my phone just went off um because obviously it's broken. Tom Morris has led with it. anyway. Yeah. We are after an inside mid. I've always said it. Um, one name's already just come up. There is weight to it, but there's a few other names we'll talk about in our trade show. I just wanted to – I noticed people on chat about um, Tom Mitchell.
0: Um, I thought people were just taking the piss out of me. Just, uh, no, it's not, true. But, but not uh, we're from going one, for one an, person. An,
2: okay. in, an inside midfielder. That's what we're – mature age inside midfielder to help us – Help us, but all anyway, we'll talk about that in trade show, but that's that's, that's correct.
0: If we get Tom Mitchell, my mates in the Facebook chat are going to just light me up because I've been a bit of a critic of Tom. But anyway, we'll get on to that in the if trade If we get show, Tom
3: Mitchell, yeah. I'm going to say hold that and I'll go get a sheep dog, and I'll sell to the
2: club for, for, for a lot, cheap, lot cheaper. No, but see, we'll get him for the role that he's designed for, get the ball and extract it to a player that can actually dispose of it. That's what um, we'll use him for. He'll be a feeder.
0: Trade show yeah, will be anyone. in a couple of weeks, I think. But, yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave that for another time. I've got some stats here, fellas. Our efficiency inside 50, 57.7%, which is, again, up on our yearly average. And it, I know it's Captain obvious, but there's a lot of games we've had this year when we've been in the 40s and we've, we've gotten done. But if we can keep it over 50, heading towards 55, it feels like we win more than we lose. And we actually lost the inside 50 count uh, by one, so which is rare for us. So it's good to see the conversion. Uh, free kick count, everyone brace yourselves. Richmond won at 12-17. Unbelievable, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. The clearances, which it felt like when Essendon got on top, they were smashing us in clearances. It felt like anyway, but we actually won the overall number 32-34. to 34. But the stat, again, that stood out to me the most I want to get all your thoughts on is our number of marks taken, 112, which, again, is a way above our average of 91.8. It just feels like a shift in our game style to try and... Outwork or out outthink other teams. Is there anything to it, boys? Yeah, I reckon there is. One, it was a bigger ground, absolutely. And play- yeah, what I noticed with Essendon because they're a
2: counter-attacking team, they we just the coaching was a masterclass. What we did. The reason why we're marking more is because we, we're defending the short kick. So teams that are going for that kick are kicking to that short. We're generally out marking them, so the, we're trying to force them to go long. That's what we've noticed. A transition, and now it's starting to work for us. So, basically, if a team wants to come in, all right, don't go along with Richmond because I'll tear you up on the turnover. We've now got a system in place to force you to go along because if you don't, you're going to be feeding us because we will intercept and read the ball and mark it more often than not. So, yeah, I notice that a lot. Um, it's really hard against just on watching on the TV, but that's what I see as our transition in our game plan. Hence, we're marking it more. Um, and yeah, when, the- when we hit, yeah, we're not going straight away. What we try to do is get the mm. corridor kick in and then from yes. that corridor kick in, we will either spread, kick it wide, or we'll go direct. It's either one was, or the other. That, we'll that go. was the other yeah. thing I was
0: about to say. That was the other noticeable difference is we were looking inboard quickly a lot yeah. more as, instead of our play down the wing style of game. And, yeah, we coughed it up a couple of times. I think Koch had a, a left foot pass that, you know, turned over. But it's it's nice to see us taking those risks again to open up the ground and use our speed and, and get the ball pinging around. But, yeah, it's just a, an interesting observation.
1: Yep. So. So, so when we got beaten pretty badly, who was our last loss? Uh, Brisbane. Right. Okay. If you remember, and and we've, it's happened a couple of times. We we're trying to play that forward handball, run on, play it on at all costs, and it was costing us. When you're down on confidence, and you know we're not getting the free kicks that are paid our you know, should have been paid our way, um, and to play that forward handball game, you've got to be up and about. You've got to be, you've got to have confidence in it. Um, and I just think that the possession style that we're executing right now, um, getting your hands on it and picking your time when to go um, just builds confidence. And, th- you know, so then once you've got a number, of, you know, you've got the ball in your hands, you're controlling it, and then picking your time to go, you um, yeah, absolutely. That's, and other clubs are trying to play our way as well. So that fucks them up on the other side of the ball too. So you're denying them possession because that's how they want to play. They're trying to imitate what we do as well. Um, and I just think it helps us get the game on our terms and just denies their, the opposition uh, possession um, until we get our groove going. And it's, and it's working. We've seen it work. So yeah. let's hope they can keep that going.
0: All right, CB, time for your bloodbath. Everyone watching, keep continuing to share and like the stream, up to 160 live viewers on on our way to 200. Let's try and get there, 40 more. CB, your bloodbath for this week.
3: Right. First of all, cheerio to the um, West Coast Eagles podcast. They might be watching tonight. So if you are, you're listening, g'day, guys. And now I'll start my bloodbath, West Coast Eagles supporters. Right. So since 2019, all we've heard from the West Coast whiners, is just wait till we get you back in Western Australia. You're too scared to play us at Optus, Vic, Bias, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We then saw you guys shit your pants in a totally neutral venue in 2020, where the Tigers were hubbing away from their families and support networks for a period of time, while you guys got a very Richmondy advantage to your draw. Fast forward to 2021, you finally got your wish. Tigers will have been away for three weeks externally. We're playing our home games in Sydney and away games in Perth. And what do we read in here? Vic biased because the AFL dared to bring a game forward to A, actually save money and make money, and provide a common-sense solution for both teams and the league. And the real kicker is you're upset because you have injuries and you want the extra week to get all your players back. It's not fair, you cry. There's a whole one-day difference between last games played and you guys get the advantage of training at home and being with your families while the Tigers remain on the road. So apart from a handful of posters like Happy Buddha, Whoosh, The Brunswick Trap, Great White and a few others, you are hands down the most whiny, sooky, privileged bunch of supporters in Australia. Talk about a chip on your shoulder. Here's a novel idea. Man up, play the game and accept the outcome. If you win, well done. If you lose, it has nothing to do with other than you're not good enough. I've got no beef with Dom Shee. I hope the man never has to buy another beer in his life. But he got you at Bradbury. Be happy with that. Drop the carrot attitude and harden up. See you Sunday, you sad bunch of bin chicken whiners.
0: Bin chicken whiners. Out. Uh, point,
2: out. Point well made
0: point. Well made. Uh, also, before, just want to point out that it, it is very ironic that Richmond versus Essendon has scored the biggest crowd at Optus uh, Stadium this year, which was good for a laugh too. Yeah. Hashtag Vic Bias uh, Tiggs. Yeah, look
2: target Den was an interesting one when I was writing it all out but we've broken the AFL um in, uh, in the Brisbane game when it was 20 to six free kick, free kick count media mainstream media this they said nothing about it. What they did say though is when Hardwick how dare he how fucking dare he point out that there was something like 21 or5 at the time when he made his comment how dare he whine about it and you had your Karen Corns and you had your Robbo's and you had you had your Gary Lyons and your Timmy Watsons and all those. Go on about, you know, the hubris of Richmond, you know, they should be focusing on more things in free kicks. Now we're starting, after all, I have no doubt a lot of work behind the scenes to say, hey, something's broken here, let's fix it. Now they've addressed it, and we're starting to get finally paid freeze for. <laughs> Always concede the most free against it's the nature how we play but we're finally getting to, not all of them, but the freeze four that we're entitled to, and no one can handle it. And the reason they can't handle it is because when we start to get close to an even kill or or an even whack, we win. Um, We're no longer playing with a four-goal disadvantage. We're now playing with zero disadvantage. Now, a team has to beat us, not once, but twice in games Um, and not have, you know, beat us before we actually, the ball's even bounced. And I just wanted to point out, that And it was exemplified, particularly with Robbo. I have got to point this guy out. I'm sorry, Robbo. I know you copped it at school for having childlike hands, and I get it, mate. And I'm very conscious of the fact that, you know, you've copped it a lot. You've copped it a lot. So i will try to go easy here. Your side got smashed, right, in the game. Let's be honest. You never really were close other than that 10-minute period that we lost concentration. And the real score actually came out. But your version of review it is will Essendon Asker please explain. Like, mate, I have to give credit. Where I slap one person, I'll give credit to one is David King. On the crash, I had a couple of people tweet me about it, I actually did a balanced, right review and actually highlighted that it was around about six or seven drop holding the balls that we should have got, that we did not get. One particular one was mine, is Shy Bolton, who did a perfect first effort, second effort great and it should have been a turnover so uh, I don't know it's it's the media I think with there's a cut there's something we have to fix it um, but the media are dead set anti tiger they they want us not to win the flag they're sick of it reporting the same thing over and over and they're going to try to do anything they can but you know what guys I've got trust in Peggy I've got trust in Gale and when they get they get out of whack a bit they'll come in with the stick so um yeah it was just stupid Um. People talking about the freeze, um, and just real quickly, because people are panicking. If we did get Tom Mitchell, which I don't know if you'll, we he won't be given a first round pick. And no, Shai Bolton's not leaving. So just wanted to put that that to bed. It's definitely not a first round pick. Very good. So that's what they I would like. hope. They won't get it.
0: Yeah. I like anyway. it. Anyway, uh, listeners, start getting your questions prepared because we're about to open the floor for you all to uh, send your questions through. But before we do, just want to get your thoughts, JC. I know last week you were talking about. All of us were pretty much saying it. It's not the free kicks we give away. We kind mm. of agree with those. It's the ones that mm. we weren't getting. How did you feel? The ledger evened up. And now, before you answer, I must say, we were kissed on the pecker, I reckon, with some of the free kicks that weren't paid against us. The dropping the, the ball. Jake the Arts one. Stuff. That was bad. Yeah, Dusty and <laughs> Art stopped running the other way. But I know you win some, you lose some, and it's taken us a while to get a game like that. But um, what was your take on it?
1: Um, And that's what made the game really hard to watch for me. Uh, the game previously um, uh, against Adelaide, it was fantastic because across all three umpires, the adjudication of the holding the ball and the tackling decisions were really consistent across the three umpires. And it was, you know, you could watch the game and you could go either team, you could go, that's holding the ball or, you know, so there was a consistency across it. And yeah, we happened to win the free kick count as well. So that was, it was really enjoyable to watch that. On the weekend, even though we won the free kick count, it was so frustrating to watch because there was no consistency. Um, you know, we've got Hawking adding rules and patting himself on the back for all the rules that he's adding. I think what a blight on the game is, is there is no consistency with the holding the ball decision. If you're an international person, you wouldn't know what the fuck you were watching. You wouldn't be there, – there's no rhyme or reason to the rules. They need to clean up that – uh, adjudication of holding the ball or incorrect disposal, um, and they've got a, and we haven't seen it for a couple of weeks. Touch wood uh, on the on the uh, deliberate out of bounds. Let's just hope they've put that one away a little bit, but um, or, or the players are adjusting to that. But just make it last touch, um, and then and then fix those blights on the game rather than add rules. Um, and and I just thought the inconsistencies makes it really hard to watch. It's really frustrating, but. I mean, other than that, it was great to win, a, win another free kick count. So that's
0: great. Tell, tell you what, fellas, I reckon we're going to get, get a fair rogering this week, West Coast and West Coast. So uh, we'll enjoy last week while we can. Uh, viewers, mm. yeah, I know. Mm. viewers, it's now time for you to, to send through your questions. We'll answer as many as we can. Now, keep in mind that the trade show is coming up in a, a couple of weeks. Tiggs is just compiling yeah. his information. So we, we won't answer any trade-related ones because we are going to say, well, that for the trade show. But any other questions about the game uh, or anything else, Richmond-related, send them through, and uh, we'll uh, do our best to answer. At one hundred and sixty-three viewers, I can see, so let's keep that rising. How do you remember? Had remember,
2: it. all um, CB did say he'll take his top off as soon as we hit two hundred, and then he'll take his pants off if we can break the two hundred and fifty. CB, you're a trooper, mate, and he'll keep his hat on. Yeah. That's the yeah. That's yeah thanks,
3: thanks, got it yeah. yeah.
0: first one. First one for UCB. How does how does it feel to watch and child dominate?
3: <laughs> I, I tell you this, it was the greatest fifteen minutes of football ever played in the history of the game. The <laughs> issue I got was the other three and a half <laughs> quarters where he sort of just yeah, come on, again. CB,
1: come on, mate. He yeah. was great in the ruck. He was great. As, in the
3: ruck. as I said in my learnt, I think he's far more dynamic around the ground because of his agility his skills, his speed. How was when he got that ball, it was a contested ball in half forward line mm. and he grabbed it and he burned past two, two players mm. to put it into the forward. I think it was actually the one that hit up Dustin mm. Martin. So yeah. he, he's, he's no, I'm sorry. He's no good as a forward one-on-one. He gets our body too easy, but when he can move
1: just, around, he's a dangerous cat. Just, just on that CB too, there, there are some players, right. And, and it's a look, it's a setup thing. So, when you're a when you're a key forward you've got your back to the goals you've got your back to your goals so you're hitting up and then you've got to hit the contest and then if you mark it you turn around and you kick it and then you've got the small forwards who are facing your goals and you've got Sorry. the midfielders who are fa- and all the backmen are facing your goals so maybe he's just one of those players that he needs to be facing and running towards the goals it, yeah. that when he's got the back towards goals it just doesn't feel comfortable or feel Ooh. right Well, Um, there's nothing. Some of those marks that he took, yeah, some of those marks that he took, he was just it was just you just knew he was gonna mark it. It was all his
2: and also too, it's his heritage as well. I don't think he he started footy late. You won't get correct if wrong, but I'm pretty I think I'm right on this. So he's still got he what I was really impressed with him this year, yes, he's faded in and out of game slightly, but his ability to read the game has really improved, you know, getting in the right spots to do those intercept marks around the ground, which I have not seen in a while. He's an instinctive player because he's such a freakish eighth athlete. Um, so that, like that Port Adelaide game for me was his best game he ever played because he just he just played with this abandon and just just mm. go ball, get ball, move ball forward. That, and he kept it simple. But you can see we're trying to get structure around him, put him back in the VFL to try to give him that footy education. And this was the first game for me he actually played like a mobile ruck. Um, and that was some of his, I don't know, CB or JC, if you noticed it, or Michael's, but a couple of his taps he did, and then instead of doing what standard Rucks will do, would look where the ball is, his, his game sense, he goes, well, I'll go forward of centre so the midfielder can feed it to me. Mm-hmm. So oh, he was a 2nd game That was a leap. I not. That's he's smart Yeah, He that was, he, smart, he, he was
3: burning. He was burning yeah, the, only, the other yeah, way.
1: Yep, yeah, the, the, the only thing... And in our team, you can get away with it. When I and oh, look, I know it's like fucking thirty years ago, but what I would prefer to see, what I would prefer to see, is him go the other way behind the ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, and and sweep rather than. I mean, look when, yeah, when the momentum's going your way and you've got a break, then you can run forward. But you know, until you've got that break in him. I'd like to see him run the other way and and create a one on, a, you know, a two on one, a three on one down back, or, or if the ball does go the other way, you know, um, because once you've run forward, that's it, you're out. Yeah. You know, you're of no value. So um, these are these little things. I, I agree with you, Tiggy. I, it, it, it did pay off in certain, uh, a couple of times there. He did get the footy and he was dangerous and he did burn the other Ruckman. Um, but yeah, I'd just like to see him get defensive first and then work forward.
2: Yeah. All right, I, so feel, I get you. I feel you. Yeah, just last point on it. I think it was. I think I've always his one negative is he's and hopefully this is. I mean, short term in his career, but he's not defensive, right? He's he never really like one on one defending the high ball coming in. He's he's done the odd grab, but he's not a defensive ruck. So I think what Hardwick and I'm really wrapped in seeing it is okay. While he's still developing, let's make him an offensive weapon. Um, and he did it really well. I found he he, he played that way really, really well. But, uh, yeah, agree with everything you
0: said, Jason. All right. Well, I uh, will rip through a few more. Uh, Tiggs, I feel bad having to even ask this from Jordan. Rewalt Roach Richardson, rank Oof. them, please.
2: Wow. Oh, Jordan.
0: Jordan. Okay.
2: Look, okay. I'll just be honest. And I'll just be honest. Um Richie for me would be number one. Um, he, he, um, for me is, is uh, everything that's Richmond to me. He was like if I could play football at that level, playing on the ground. He he was like a supporter that was a freakish athlete, great forward, and he showed all the emotion and everything that's unique about our supporter base. And he kept me going to games. He he kept me um, touched with his energy and his love for the club. He was the one player that even how shit we were, what will Richo do? Um, You know, and, yeah, so Richo for me, he was not, like for me Roach is a better forward, um, but Richardson for me, um, I'll put him number one. Look, you would think then I'd say Roach is number two and I love Michael Roach. Um, Different eras, so it's hard, but I'll actually say Rewalt and I'll explain why. Rewalt's gone along. He he was a bit of a larrikin when he started, though he had a lot of talent. He's always been undersized, but he's 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 won how many Colemans? What is it, three, four, five Colemans undersized with a pretty shit midfield as it was developing? Then he's had to change himself and become team team, you know, team first, um, which none of the other two forwards have done. He's like fully just team first. Sacr- he doesn't care what he has to sacrifice. So yeah, Rewalt second for me and then Roach a very close second but third, yeah.
0: Tough question. I like it. Uh, JC, this one is at the risk of hurting our ins and outs segment, but I know it's a specific one that you had made mention of the last couple of weeks about where Dan Rioli is in the, the scheme of things from from Kane. Does Dan Rioli get a spot in the starting 22 this week?
1: I say no. I say a flat no. Um I think there could have been a little bit of uh, get Dan Rioli out on the field um, for the Indigenous week. Um, and maybe it was a bit of management of Prestia, perhaps. Um, I wouldn't play Prestia this week, though, by the way, with with the bye coming up. I'd just give him the three three weeks off um, or, you know, the the that time off, the two weeks off, then play. Um, he's just... I think we're seeing uh, Jake Arts really come of age um, once again on the weekend. He was super. Um, he's he's now not worried about his position. That there's there's a point in your career where um, you're playing in fear of losing your spot. Then you get to a point where you know you've got your spot, and now you start to be more of yourself and you bring more of yourself. We're starting to see that with Jake Arts, um, and he's uh, he's impressive, and we're seeing. We're seeing effort and, and work rate get rewarded. And he gets the ball. He's really sharp. Uh, first time in a long time that he, he, he didn't hit the scoreboard. Um, but he was certainly creative. Um, I want to see that kind of effort. And let's just talk about effort, a sustained effort from Rioli, because no doubt he's talented. But since 2017, I don't think he's been in our best six ever. Well I can't think of one game where he's been in our best six so since that year so is it complacency um I don't know what it is but I want to see more urgency uh and and uh do I, it's hard to I don't want to say this care factor because I know he cares but I want to I want to see I want him to make me say that he really cares and currently I'm not sure if he
0: does I'm not seeing what? that in his, his actions. Fair enough. That's fair enough opinion. Uh CB from Jordan was Noah Bolter's goal in the fourth quarter the best goal oh. in the game, strategically wise. And geez, did he hit it flush? He didn't even kick it hard, he just timed it. Yeah, right. I'll say 60, 60 minutes. Unbelievable 60 goal. The
3: but the other one was Martin's goal, I found was very strategic. Like when Martin got that ball and he did the setup, or he did a setup, it was something he did with, with Graham. And he, he sort of knew. And then when Dusty launched it, but but Boulder's goal, goal, was just sublime. It was um, it was a good goal. What else can you say about it? Um, it's gone sixty-five it meters. Just trying to think of the score at the time he kicked it. Was it? Was the one? Was that the one that killed off the game? Or was it Dusty's? Dusty's was the one that
2: killed off the game.
3: Yeah, but, but I think Noah's sort of put us on the edge, and then Dusty was the um, full stop. No, right I mean,
2: Noah's was after Dusty.
3: Was it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. But, yeah, that no, ripping goal.
2: Great goal. Yeah, great goal. What it shows, he, he worked his ass off and he still had the endurance. What a leg he has on him. Like, he has – that was like a pass to He's me, got like dynamite in his boot. He's got dynamite yeah, yeah, in his amazing. boot. Yeah, mm. amazing.
0: Amazing. Uh, Tiggs, one for you from Harry. I think a few people have asked this. Will uh, Maurice – rioli jr get a game we have seen him be emergency for a few weeks i uh, know cb you've been big on the fact that it's is still too raw and we don't need to play him yet but uh Tiggs, do you reckon he gets a gig at some stage i hope not
2: unless he's ready see like i'm still one of the rare people that uh, tambling was completely mismanaged if he was in our club now recruited now he would have probably had two and a half years of development in the vfl um, to, and only played when he was ready, um, and then his story would have been completely different um, to what Wallace did to him—just put him out every game because he was a number two pick or whatever it was. Now um, we're doing perfectly with Morris; he's getting an understanding of the club, um, getting a read of what our game plan is, getting conditioned, um, and like we're seeing with RCD, who he was even—he looks like he's a little bit tired now. But you know, you want these young kids that are really high quality talents. And let's make no mistake, Morris Junior. Skill ceiling, and I'll put this out here, bookmark this, people, and I'd love for you to challenge me in two years, is just as high as Shy Bolton in the in the X Factor um, mm. can do the miraculous skill ceiling. That's how high uh, Morris is. But like Shy, we develop him in the VFL, get that the, the necessities and the basics done right, get those building blocks. So when he does come in, doesn't come in for one game and then out, he actually come in and play two or three or four games and, you know, build confidence from that. So, um, look, I just trust the club. Um, Harry, you'll get a game when he's ready.
0: I'll, yeah, I'll say enough,
2: this,
3: thanks. right? The, Bolter and Bolton are as good as they are because we did teach them how to play yeah. the Richmond way for two years in the reserves. So, so we've got to give this guy the same opportunity and he will be far better for it. It's like Hawthorne in the 80s. If you look at their reserves grand final teams, were back, they were full of Buck and R uh, and Morris, all these guys that become multiple premiership players in their seniors, but they spent two, three years learning their craft in the reserves. So it's not unheard of what we're doing right now. It's actually the proper no. footy model.
1: The one asterisk I'll put on that, guys, and I, I 100% concur with what you've said there, uh, and, and you actually said it, Tiggy, if he's ready, then play him. Because there's nothing gained by letting him sit yeah. in the twos, you, you yeah. know, when he's ready. If he's ready, give him a crack. And I'm actually for giving him a crack a little bit before, before he's ready. Just give him a game or two, <clears> just to give him a a sniff and a sense of what's required, um, without crushing his spirit. You know what I mean? So, um, but if he's ready, put him in. You know. Mm, but if he's if if he's not, let's give him the conditioning and 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 uh, everything that you mentioned.
0: And if it makes more competition for spots, and we get better performances out of our other smalls, Mm. and that's a win as well. So, good. It's a good problem to have. He's a tackling machine. Yeah, he's a he's a tackling machine too.
1: If you you look at his, he's obviously taken on board. He had in his mind he wanted to come to Richmond. We wanted him to come to Richmond, and he's fashioned aspects of his game around how we play. He is a missile, a guided missile on the tackling. So,
0: yeah, um, and he has.
1: Tough he has this
2: unique ability to go from 0 to 150 then go That's back right. to 0 side step 50 meters and then go again. Um he Closing can, speed, uh, yep. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the small forwards can mm. repeat sprint but but a very hard to and goal sense. Go, yeah, go-, go full on then stop well. and then go full mm. on again straight away. So he can do that. He's and look Anthony you oh, here on Garthway? It's just a story mate. Sometimes they're never ready. Um it's he's done his shoulder so you know Garth will hopefully I'm not offending you here, but he's had a taste, wasn't up to a back for development. We rate him, but, yeah, he might just miss the boat, bud.
0: All right. The uh, last question for you, JC. Has Shea Bolton got a contender for goal and mark of the year? I think this is in reference to his uh, blind turn and shimmy in the last mm. quarter, which was exceptional. Shea Bolton is just, I mean, how blessed are we to have him? When he first
1: came on the scene, uh, you know, that first year, uh, in 2018, my sense was just leave him to, my sense, he, he did some things in those games early. I just thought leave him half forward, half back for the full year and just let him work it out because um, I thought he was a special talent. Uh, and now we're seeing it. I mean he, he's slippery as an eel, isn't he? like that goal oh, it's hard to catch. And, and it was a mixture of it was a mixture of power and finesse. Uh, the way he got the ball, and he evaded the tackle, and the, the the blind turn, and the push off. He he pushed off as he spun. It was just a power move, uh, and it it forced the tackle uh, to evade the tackle. Uh, and then he had the the beautiful touch, you know, to find the centre of the goals. Um, that was, I mean, and for impact, it was just amazing. And that mark of the year that he took. Um, that was coming for several weeks. I don't know if you noticed. You know, he he went for a couple, um, and didn't quite hit them. There was a couple where uh, Luke Beveridge actually commented, and he was he was specifically talking about Bolton um, and Marlon Pickett, just their ability to jump vertical leap from a standing start, or you know, not much of a forward momentum, and just vertically leap, and having their big players have to spoil. You know our uh, our smaller players. Uh, those two guys—they're just power, power and finesse. And I think that sums up Shea Bolton. Um,
0: yeah.
1: He's having a—he's having a wonderful year. We're so he blessed is, to have him. It's just so is, uh, have
0: him. Morg's very clever by you there with yeah. your sneaky Collingwood supporter comments, No, we will pay that one.
3: <laughs> he's the best twenty-nine we've had since Ty Vickery.
2: Yeah, well, oh, that's a—that's a big call, mate. The best was... twenty-nine
0: since Ty Vickery. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's a bit cool, mate. Now Ty just edges edges him out, I think, mate.
0: <laughs> all just right, let's get, the, let's get into the preview of this week's game, Tiggs. So you can get us underway. <laughs> all mm. right. So,
2: on the preview, you just want me to just talk about the ins and outs, and we yeah, talk about it, the game later. All
0: right, sounds good.
2: Is that how you want me to do it? Is this is your format, yeah. throws me. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Ins and outs. Um. Obviously, Hardwick mentioned Lambert should be coming in, which is great.
0: Very good outcome a, coming in.
2: Yeah, Lambert, which we need. Um, I've got a feeling hopefully Asprey's right. I think we're going to need to bring Asprey in just because I think um, Kennedy and I don't know which of their tools we're missing. I think Darling played, but Kennedy's, Kennedy was yeah, out.
0: Oscar, Oscar Allen is the other one who's coming back in.
2: Yeah, he's coming back in. So they've got three tools. Um, we're going to need to have Asprey and one of the big gorillas um, and then Bolter on, let's say, the more mobile gorilla in Darling or Allen. I would love to see Alan and Bolter go head to head. Um, And then who goes out? I would probably this game probably take Hooley out, give him a bit of a rest, coming back from injury on a hard ground, his age, uh, make sure we don't, you know, do more damage take him out um, to accommodate Ashby coming back um, and Lambert coming back. So, yeah, Hooley will be out.
0: Well, Presty will be out only by default.
2: Yeah, Prestia will be up by default. So Lambert will take his spot and I'll just leave the team as it is. Um, yeah. They've got synergy. Cochin needs another game into him. Cochin um, always steps up against the West Coast. He and, um, you know, Graham, I reckon love Graham on Yeo. Um, but yeah, that's my ins and out. It's going to be Asprey, Asprey and Lambert in for Prestia and a um, uh, Hawley.
0: CB, who are your changes? My outs are. Prestia
3: out with a hammy, and I'm omitting Dan Rioli. I'm bringing in Toby Nankervis, who by all accounts will be back, and I'm going to have Lambert as my medical sub. So I've just got one out, one in, effectively, and um, I'm going with the four tools to compete with um, West Coast.
0: Okay. JC?
1: Yeah, if Nank's available, uh, he comes straight back in. Um, I think... Yeah, Brioli out, Prestia is out, Nank in. I, I'm with you, um, CV. Um, I, I'd have the same as you. Uh, massive game in the ruck this week. And I think this is where, uh, you know, the two rucks against... Um, um, Nick Nat. Nick Nat. <laughs> Nick Nat Nui, who, I mean, he's, he's a superstar in, in centre bounces and, and clearance work. Um, and if we can... If we can break even or win there, in the ruck there, um, I think we'll capitalise around the ground because Nick Nat doesn't – he hasn't really explored how good he could actually be around the ground and I think that's where we can exploit um, that match-up there. So hopefully if Nank is ready, I mean, it would be ideal to give Nank another week off uh, with the bye coming up so close. Um, but, you know, if he's, if he's available and he's ready to go, I think we should play
0: him. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that we as a club tend to err on the side of caution and being a harder ground that's a bit of a slippery surface as well. Um, if we can manage to get by without Nank, I think we will just to give him an extra bit of time. It'd be crazy to risk getting and go pear-shaped, but it's <laughs> uh, Lambert in for Prestia. I mean, that's that's a great inclusion. And I think we spoke about it last week. He's been the forgotten man almost, even by Richmond supporters. So Another very solid inclusion uh, with Lamb coming back in. And outside of that, I agree with you, Tiggs. I would keep it much the same. Let the boys gain confidence because our development and our ability to string better games together comes from consistency of a playing group. So we need to make sure we're getting that consistency across all lines as much as we can. But, And if I can just answer one of the guys in the chat, you know, who out
2: of your kidding, Sam. The only reason I'm saying that is because it's... He's prone to soft tissue, and it's too hard. The ground is really, really firm. Two weeks in a row, I'd prefer let him miss out one week, save him, you know, for the important stuff come after the buy. And
1: it's and it's a fortnight off, you know. So yeah, that that's why I'm saying if we could afford, if we could afford, uh, and I guess winning this week, beating Essen in this week, sort of gives us a bit of leeway. Like it, this week isn't vital to win. Um, of course, I mean we. Obviously, we want to win every single game, but um, you know, winning the last two games gives us a bit of breathing space. Um, and it's you know, if if Nat can be rested, I, I think it would be I think it would be strategic to do that have a fortnight off and get cherry ripe. Um, but you know, he's too important not to have in if he, you know if he's if he's good to go.
0: And uh, so, where's the game won and lost this week, fellas? It's West Coast have got a, a few injuries running through their midfield. They've also got a couple back. Uh, last week, but um, it should be a cracking game. But how do we see it unfolding? Well, is, Ken- is Kennedy going to be oh, back? Yeah, yeah yes. it reads like Kennedy and Allen are going to be back in. Mm, okay. But they lose Shepard to concussion, and I'm not. I think the others would be omissions. Right. So Kelly's out, right? Yes. How long's yeah. Kelly out
1: for?
3: He gives oh, a you still got a couple of weeks to go. I imagine he'd probably be back after the ball, I reckon.
1: That was a shit injury. Did you see what he did? <laughs> no. Nah. He did the – oh, he sort of come down and did the half splits. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that's nasty. Oh, yeah, and I think really – I
1: think, see the look like, on his face. It was like the nutcracker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mate, good. I think you nailed it, though. I think
3: Nick Nat's going to be – how we handle Nick Nat Nui is going to be critical to this game. How we can? I think because previously we've exploited him around the ground. It's, it's very, you can't stop mm. him in the middle, right? He's a big unit, but where you can get him, he's dangerous forward of the ball. But if you can work it the other way, he doesn't chase. And mm. I think that's a real big area for us to try and expose, um, expose that. And um, yeah, I think I think Mabby will play a similar game, trying to push forward. I would suggest, I reckon that's that's what they'll, they'll aim to do
1: to to exploit Nick Nat. This is a big game for Chole. This is this could be his mission. Yep. You know, if he can exploit him moving forward, going forward, because he can compete in the ruck with Nick Nat. He's got the he's got the hops to jump with uh, Nat Newey. Like Nank will jump into him and and soften him up. But uh, Chole actually has the the hops to actually get up and and be hand to hand with him. So, well, Curvis well, Nank, is the one now. Nank rucks very smart against. If you watch Curvis he jumps really? early.
3: And then Kervis get takes away Nick Nat's ability to jump over the top, so he jumps early and nullifies the um, comp, the uh, the contest, making it more of a 50-50 grand ball situation. And 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 keep in mind too, that's Nankervis's strength. When that ball hits the ground, we've got like an extra midfielder too. Well, so the
2: way the way I sort of see it too is, yeah, with the Nat, the ruck, ruck side. But if we don't, if our midfield doesn't apply pressure along across that the center width of the ground to force Eagles to go the high ball inside their forward 50. If we if we allow them to do that, you know, lead-up hit, uh, we're screwed because you can't defend up the lead-up kick. And that's when they have beaten us, it's because Darling's let out and, and got the mark on the chest. Same thing with Kennedy. So we, we're going to one because I bank I back, even though they're tall and they're big, we've got some really good spoilers in the back. They can spoil or bring the ball to ground. And then, you know, you've got your bakers, your, your, your shorts and the like just to run it out. Look, for me, though, the crucial position for me is um, midfield. It's going to be all coming down from the midfield. If um, if you guys can go back and have a look at the game we played them in Brisbane uh, last year, um, when we make the centre of the ground congested <laughs> and we force them to run through us instead of trying to kick through us, they don't like it. They like to the nice, have a bit of space, um, you know, hit the person on the lead and a bit of space. And once you close that space down and you force them to release the ball quickly, we can get them. Um, and that's, for me, is going to be the key of the game, just speeding the, keeping the game in flow, keeping the pressure and forcing their mids to make quick decisions. When you do that, we'll go a long way to winning the game.
0: I think um, they've, uh, they've really upped their defensive pressure in the midfield as well. I think uh, Jack Redden had 10 tackles last week, so... It's become a bit more of a focal point for them, but uh, I agree that the, the middle of the
2: ground. Is, my mum could tackle. My mum could tackle <laughs> it's in ten times. You my mum's been dead for twenty five years. That's
1: you how slow they are in the
0: midfield. No, I know,
1: yeah. So, so, so for me this this was interesting, and this was really interesting. When we played Adelaide, our pressure was elite. It was it was back to the old Richmond uh, in terms of our pressure and and tackle. Um, Presence. Um, we got away from that a little bit this week. We, our pressure wasn't as good as it was the previous week, and I feel that allowed Essendon back into the game. Um, uh, and even then, still, uh, our pressure wasn't as good as it was previously. I think if we bring the pressure, I think that's that's where we'll grow. Um, I think you know, as the as the stakes get higher, I feel that um, that emphasis on our pressure. Uh, will we'll certainly be there. Um, and I think it's a big game for our backs. It was great to see Vloston last week start to get it in, back into the yeah. groove. He's been building over the last two weeks. He took some really good marks, um, starting to get that confidence back. Um, you know, Broad has had a fantastic year. Um, and Grimes, those three have really got to, uh, you know, against their big forwards because their big forwards are, um, are a massive, uh, you know, a massive um, strength for them. So I think... Yeah. You know, those guys have to play well.
3: Well, Charles, I had, in, in the matchups defensively, I had Grimes taking Kennedy, Bolter on Darling and Broad on Allen. Yeah, beautiful. That's sort of how I thought it would go because I think um, I Darling's, like pretty, Darling's a bit more expensive, a bit more explosive than Kennedy these days. So Bolter probably goes with him. He's more of a lead-up forward. Whereas Kennedy's a bit more of your beast and, and Grimes can play a very good one-on-one deep. And I just think Allen's mobile, Broad's mobile. That sort of is basing the logic.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, interchangeable. Bolter and Grinds yeah. are interchangeable there, and and I'm sure they will spend time, you know, sharing it around. But that's how I would start for sure. CB
2: for sure. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd probably a little bit different. I Allen's because of his mobility, put Bolter on him. I think they're two young stallions, um, and it's literally put Bolter on with the challenge for it. But outside of that. Um, for me, the biggest matchup that I want to see that if this player can beat his opponent or break even with his opponent, because I rate his opponent as an absolute, um, you know, building legend of the game, absolutely underrated. If he played in Melbourne, he'd be rated one of the best midfielders in the comp. I want Graham on Yeo. Year, I How you pronounce him. I there want go, Graham man. on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want him on him the whole game. Um, and I think Graham's now ready for it. Um can we just, guys, He's have you been seen been a touching. kid He's so really cl- one-touch clean pickup on the ground as Graham and so strong in the call? There was a thing in the footwork that led to Shy's goal of the year where Graham just full pace picked the ball up with, one hand, um, with his two hands, had four Essendon players all over him trying to get him to – and he, with brute strength, lifted his hands up and then handballed it. That was just – He's ready he's for me beast. to take on someone like EO. Yeah, good call. Yeah, he's a beast. He's
1: a beast. He's having a great year. And he's a. Right. He's he's getting – he's a real polished finisher
0: these days too. Yes. Yeah, yeah he's hitting the scoreboard yeah. too. Yeah. And, uh, his disposal's uh,
3: improved out of sight.
0: And his tank. And his tank. Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll get some predictions including margins. Uh, viewers send through yours as well. We'll pop a few up on the screen. CB, what's your prediction for this one?
3: The Richmond Football Club shall be victorious by 25 points. I am saying free kicks, we will get our standard 16. West Coast Eagles will get 20.
0: JC?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking uh, 18 to 24 points. I'll say 18 points. 18 points would be a uh, a, a good margin against West Coast. Back on that surface again. Uh, away from home for, you know, the third week in a row, uh, away from their own beds. Um, and free kicks uh, will get 18 to their 24. Tiggs?
2: Yeah, look, they've got Shepard out, which is their best defender, in my opinion. She is though, a legend, is, is, is old. So he's getting older. Um, I reckon if we can... If we get onto them in the midfield, I reckon we'll win by 36 points. Um, free kick. Yeah, I seriously think free kick count. Um, oh, fuck, it's West Coast, isn't it? <laughs> <So> I'm just <laughs> adding an extra mental 10 to West Coast. Um, okay, so West Coast will get 28 to our 22. I reckon, Six. but we'll get shafted early. Mark word, boys. It's after
0: the early. Uh, I reckon we'll get up in a close one. I reckon it will be 12 points we'll win by. I just think that we've got a lot to play for to jump ahead of them on the ladder and just create some more separation. Free kick-wise, we're going to get reamed this week, everyone. Uh, I reckon we'll get 15 and they'll get 25. And it's going uh, it to be back to to normal viewing, I reckon. But if, we okay. get anywhere close,
1: if we get anywhere close to level in the free kicks, we'll win easily.
0: Yeah, if we yeah, get anywhere close
1: to level... We will we will cruise. Uh, otherwise, yeah. it'll. I, I, I'm with you at uh, 12. Yeah, to 18 points. I'm I'm tipping yeah. 18 points. 18. Points.
0: All right, and uh, a reminder: the game is on Sunday, 7:20 p.m. at Optus Stadium. Should be a cracker. Good luck to all the Richmond fans over there heading to the game. We hope to hear you nice and loud and try and drown them out. Hopefully, the boys can do their part and shut the crowd out real early. But uh, we'll we'll see how we go. So. Thank you to everyone tonight for watching us live. I think we, we set at about 160 average, which is a really, really good yeah. result. So we, we appreciate all your love and support. Make sure you do follow us on YouTube, on Twitter, Facebook, um, and we'll keep you up to date with all the news and when the next shows are coming out. So there's a trade show coming up soon. Uh, and We'll eventually uh, do another live show for one of these games when all of our uh, times line up. But um, great to have you all on, gents. And until next time, go Tigers. Go, go to the ball, you dumb
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, love you all
0: love Thanks you for all watching.
1: go for the ball you dumb